Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Danny, I just popped the top on my own beer tonight. I don't have a person to do it for me. I guess I'm I'm not well, special anymore. I think I think you at some point, right? You had someone that would do that for you. It was like, you know, it's just normal. What would you do? You want to I'll get you a beer and I'll open it for you. But these days, I don't know, marriage. I don't know. You go you go a few years in and they're like, ah, get your own <laughs> marriage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I feel like I, I was running in here because uh, we had uh, my son's um, fourth grade Christmas program tonight. So I was like, oh, uh-huh. trying to get in here as quick as possible. The worst part too, and it, there's a good and bad of this. So like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna video this. It'll be great. Like I usually do. And um, I was standing back there, and I noticed that they actually had their own camera, and I was like. It's interesting. And so I looked at the school newsletter and apparently they were live streaming them, um, which is a good thing because I tried to video it myself and in the process of doing so, my phone died. So not from, and not from lack of energy, it was from lack of space. (laughs) Oh, wow. You have filled your phone up. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. It is full. So, but that's okay. I got a way to clear it all out and we'll be all good so but my yeah, my yeah. but the cool part was that because it was live streamed my great grandmother my or my my uh my son's great grandmother my grandmother and okay. uh his grandparents my mom and dad uh all got to watch the program as well so see that was pretty cool that's cool that is you know i will say i love living in the future i think anybody that knows me knows that i love technology and i love all the things that we can do but having the ability to get your grandparents or the grandparents, I guess, to watch your kids stuff yeah. is amazing. It's like one of the best parts of being and living in, you know, in the future in a digital age where we could just video anything and anybody can that we want to can watch it. It's yeah. I love it. Especially I know they when, probably loved it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I got text message yeah. from my from my grandma, uh, you know, yeah. saying that he did a good job. I'm like, you know, here's my 82 year old grandmother that gets to sit in mm-hmm. her home and and watch her great grandson perform, you know. Yeah. Three three and a half hours away. So that was really cool. But yeah, it they did a good job. It was a fun show. He he nailed all the moves and was, you know, having just a blast up there. So awesome. Yeah. But no, I mean it's been uh, been good. How how have things uh, been with you? I know I had a question for you to go along with that, which is is your eight-year-old still not talking till Christmas? <laughs> oh no, that uh, lasted maybe <laughs> 20 minutes, oh, maybe okay. 25. Yeah, it was, it was pretty quick. Um, she was very upset and she, she wrote, <laughs> she wrote several notes oh, that wow. she, how much she hated him and Yikes. she would write it all down and just, you know, and pull it off her little pad and hand it to him. And he would, <laughs> I could hear him out. He's like, I don't want that. I'm not going to take that. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, you can't give that to me. And then I go out there later and there's ripped paper in like a, a, probably a 10 foot circle around his desk 
where she has come in and placed a note on his desk and he goes over and sees it because he wasn't doing work or anything. So he, when he comes back from whatever and tear it up and fling it into the air right there next to his trash can, let me say, but sure. Okay. You're angry or you're, I don't even know. He wasn't (laughs) even really angry. It was more like he just wanted to play that game with her. Right. Where you just, just push her a little bit and see how mad she can really get, you know, just poke the bear. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. He's dumb. I, 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 he's a very smart kid, but he's also like me, very dumb in some things. It's like, <laughs> this could get you in a lot of trouble or hurt you. Nah, I'll be fine. Oh, so my yeah, gosh. she quit pretty quick. She, she, but she's a talker. She's like me. And well, she, I wondered, I wondered. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to sing and she's got to dance and she's got to talk. So it didn't last long. I, I actually, it lasted less time than I thought it would, but she needed to get into a conversation with, uh, with Marnie, with my, with her mom or my wife, my wife, whatever. And I don't know if it had anything to do with like Christmas presents or something wonderful that she was going to get. I mean, I'm sure it was something that was like, you sure you don't want to talk? Cause we could talk about more Brown construction paper because (laughs) that's, that's on her Christmas list, which which was great. She said, yeah, we're out of brown construction paper. I've had to use like the oranges and stuff. And it really, it just doesn't look the same. And I don't even know what she's doing artistically. She told me today, she said, you know, what I want is when I grow up, I want to be known around the world as an artist. Wow. And that's what I want to be my, you know, she didn't say legacy, but whatever word she used basically meant her legacy that she wanted to be known as have, having been a great artist. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That is so cool. she shows that by crafting things that are, you know, her kid stuff like, oh, this is cool. What, what is this? Oh, I had <laughs> construction paper. So I, uh, but she, she put on her Christmas list, brown construction paper. And of that's course really cool. I said, uh, Lizzie, we can just get you like we craft supplies don't need to be on your Christmas <laughs> list. Right. You know, yeah. we just, we're okay. We can get you some brown paper. It's it's okay. You don't have to ask Santa for that. <laughs> she so. comes walking up with like her last piece. May I'll have small brown paper, <laughs> sir. <That's right>. <laughs> can <laughs> we go to the grocery, can we go to the grocery store? They have brown paper bags. Can I have some old brown <laughs> at least, paper? At least just that, sir. Please, sir. May I have another. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> well, I was that reminded me of something actually you're talking about uh brown paper and, and Christmas. So um one of our uh, good friends uh in the realm of stay-at-home dads, uh Vernon Gibbs, um yeah. he he has brown a uh, yeah, he has I'm I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas, uh, which is a really cool book that uh currently uh I believe on Amazon you can get it for like six dollars in paperback. Um, and I wanted to take the time to sort of just push it out there and promote it a little bit because um, he's that's his second book that he's done. Uh, but this one, I find it to be very special, just um, the topic and uh, just the things that it addresses in the story. I think it's uh, just one of those, um, you know, kind of new take on on a Christmas uh, classic, which is the song mm-hmm. White Christmas, um, and they've changed it around to Brown Christmas. So um, I'll put in the show notes where people can get that book. But uh, we also, too, in the newsletter, uh, will have an opportunity to you can enter to win um, an autographed uh, copy of the book as well. Um, Nice. So that's the other thing that's going on there. So that'll be in the newsletter. Um, So if you're not if you don't get the newsletter, go to 
athomedad.org and you can sign up to get on the newsletter list. And then that way you will be able to get other newsletters as well because we do book giveaway every single month. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I love it. Just smoothly right into the, uh, hey, you should be on the newsletter. Definitely. Well done. Well, done. well today, this episode is episode 97. We're walking up to that 100. Uh, and we're going to continue on with uh, the uh, series on getting to know the board. And tonight we're going to talk with Charlie O'Hara. Um, Charlie mm-hmm. has been a guy that I have really just enjoyed getting to know over the past few years. And I got to actually go out to his place for an overnight stay when we did our trip out West. So I got to meet his entire family. Oh, Nice which was cool. And his uh, parents actually watched the kids so that we could have a date night with Charlie and his wife when we were out there. So that was super cool. (laughs) Yeah. Now you're just showing off, man. Come on. uh, You know, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I, I, like I said, I I really do appreciate the fact that you, uh, you put this series together because I think uh, a lot of people don't haven't really probably had the chance to get to know, Charlie all that well. And so it's going to be uh, fun yeah. to just talk with him. And and honestly, with a couple of the guys too, I don't know them that well. I mean, I know them, we talk, but it really, I don't know anything well, like, you know, even JHG, who I thought I knew is a metalhead. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> huh? I, I never would have pictured it. So yeah, I love it. It's, uh, it's good for me too. Yeah. I, it's gonna, it's just fun. Um, and I think too, like with the fact that, you know, we turn the we, we turn three new people in every year to the board um you know doing this on a regular basis i think is probably going to be a staple just because um not only like you said not only is it good for the listeners but it's good for us on the board to get to kind of get to know people as get to know the other guys on the board because our mm-hmm. interactions are typically, you know, a once a month board meeting and then messaging on slack back and forth and yeah. you know and maybe getting time to actually hang out uh, at the convention. Um, and then we have our retreat. So with doing it at this point in time, like right after the new board comes in, we've got time to get to know them as well. So that when we actually meet in person to talk business mm-hmm. for the retreat, we don't have to start like from the very beginning fresh. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Aside from that, man, Christmas is coming around here. Uh Yeah real soon holy cow i feel like i just had turkey um, <laughs> but yeah i'm uh, i'm ready i don't know about you but are you yeah i'm ready i love christmas I, it's not my favorite holiday but it is definitely probably my second it's right up there because i love thanksgiving because i love cooking and then i love halloween because halloween but christmas is its own thing because just the the emotions of it the the songs as an example um and just getting together with your family in a time of joy. It just, it, it, it's really great. I can't wait. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And, um, you know, this year we've got, um, my, uh, my sister-in-law and niece are coming in. So that's going to be cool to get to hang out with them nice. and my, and my brother-in-law as well. So, um, yes, yeah, so we're gonna get some time, uh, to hang out with them. Cool. So that's going to be fun, but yeah, I was gonna say, I'm going to be going to, um, Minneapolis, and seeing the uh, the cousins, I guess the 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 extended family, Marnie's extended family, the day after Christmas. Okay. So we're going to spend Christmas Day with at home with our family because you know with your kids and everything, it's just yeah, wake up at 
you can have presents at our house under the our tree, take care of that and then go do whatever. So trying to keep up that kind of a tradition. Yeah. But then we're going hopefully to leave at least two of the children, if not all of the children with family, you know, whoever, grandma, grandpa, and uh, my brother-in-law, whoever, whoever will be willingly take my children for four or five days oh. because we're going to meet up at the, uh, at the lake. And then we're going to have like, I think Thursday of that week, Thursday, Friday of that week, we're going to have just the big family get together and do our Christmas presents there. And, you know, that's just a like big, fun. Just, just a big fun time. I don't know what we're going to do at the lake per se. Maybe we'll Ice skating. Ice skating? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm like, is there something we do or do we just stay inside and not die from the cold? I don't know. Throw throw um, rocks onto the lake and see if you can break the ice. Right. That's that's what we did at Georgia, but it won't work here. (laughs) I don't know. It's not quite that cold yet. I would imagine you'd be able to make it happen. Maybe another. Yeah. I'm thinking at least, you know, at this point, it can't be that thick. But another month and then maybe you would have trouble. (laughs) It's well, I will say again from Georgia, you know, you just do you walk on the pond? No, you wouldn't walk on the pond. You'll immediately die. You're going to go through the ice. It's only like an eighth (laughs) of an inch thick. Yeah. So just getting stuff to skip across the top was really cool. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you can cut the ice and probably like, yeah, like that kind of deal. Make a hole. Yeah. Go ice fishing, all that kind of fun stuff. So. Mm Which is honestly one of my things I really want to try sometime is to go ice fishing. So I think that would be fun to do. We talked about, or I talked with a couple of three of the kids today. Yeah. And we rode past one of the, it's the Smeekly Reserve over here in town. And they do ice fishing on the lake there. They do a lot of stuff there. And there was a guy out there getting, I mean, it's not frozen. But I guess it's kind of frozen. It's not ice fishing, but he's got all this gear. Yeah. He's like setting up to do whatever. I don't think he was going to go fishing today. But it was really funny because- Lizzie said again, she's eight. She said, I, I want to go ice fishing. And James said, well, what do you know about ice fishing? She said, well, it's just like regular fishing. And he said, well, what do you know about regular fishing? She said, James, let's just have fun. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's just like, like, yeah, just let her have fun. It doesn't matter if she knows what she will figure it out. Come on, man. Stop. Uh, stop making me pedantic about right? this. Just let it go. Stop, stop putting up walls, man. Let's just go. Let's <laughs> right, see what happens. Right. <laughs> that's, so. really, that's really funny. Cool, man. Well, um, yeah, so we're going to have Charlie on here in a minute. And uh, until that happens, we're going to also have a commercial for membership for the organization, which, by the way, uh, January 1st will be the end of the membership. And then also then it'll be time to renew for the 2023 membership for the organization. So if that's something that you need to do, take, make sure that you take a look into that. Mm-hmm. And also too, if you want to make it really easy on yourself, just put reoccurring on there. And then that way you don't have to worry about it. And that way um, every year you'll get all the things that you need and you'll be all set to be an active member with the organization. So we'll be right back and we'll have Charlie on. Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. 
Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. All right, and we are back. And as I promised, we have Charlie O'Hara on. He is one of the board members. And uh, Charlie, um, just so that everybody can get a chance to know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about you, uh, your family dynamic, and uh, how long you've been on the board. Okay. Uh, well, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I was born and raised here. I was a firefighter in a previous life, as I say. Um, I've been a stay-at-home dad now for a while. Uh, i got three boys. Uh, one turns 11 next month. I've been a stay-at-home dad that whole time, and I've got another that's eight and another that turns six in like two weeks. So my wife is a, a, visit, a physician here in town, and so she works some pretty brutal hours and uh, delivers babies for a living. And so, uh, yeah, it kind of became an easier situation for me to stay at home, take care of the kids, while she would, could have that, that relief back at work knowing that that we didn't have to do a daycare, shuffle schedules and stuff. And uh, the dominoes all fell into place. And that's why uh, I'm doing this. Um, I've been on the board since 2020. I uh, got elected on during the home dad, a dad kind of at home. And so I've been on now for just over two years. Yeah, you came in right during the thick of the pandemic. <laughs> yep, I did. I really did. You get to be like the first, like, uh, not in-person vote, honestly. Right, uh, yeah. Just a virtual but thing. Some- <laughs> I can't remember who was saying, saying, hey, you didn't have to pander to everybody. I said, well, I wish I could have pandered to everybody. It would have been a lot nicer being stuck in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun day, I, I will say, though. It was uh, it was, it was quite an adventure for sure. In your time on the board, you, you've kind of jumped into um, taking over Carl Wilkie's uh, long-held spot as a um social as the uh um i can't even talk tonight geez as <laughs> as the scholarship chair um yes and which is a, a very unique role in itself because uh it helps dads get to home dad con what is that uh what has that been like uh for you uh with that experience well i gotta i'm gonna give you a little bit of credit too you helped me out a lot with it so it made it a lot easier <laughs> yeah. with your organizational skills <laughs> No, no, you're here on the scholarship committee too, so that's helped a ton. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize exactly how kind of personal it was to me with the fact that um, Brian Dixon, he was also a stay-at-home dad to a physician wife. And so that became, kind of came my story. And so I uh, just kind of jumped into it, and I didn't kind of just felt it out for a while and had you guys' help, and I just and it, it's blossomed into something that I never would have expected, especially with the beer share at Home Dad Con, raising money for it, and you start seeing faces and 
names together and just to see that magic happen is really, really cool. I, I enjoy that a lot. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of fun. Danny, I don't want to take all, I don't want to take up all the talking time. I know that you No, I was going to wait too. and see where you went from there because after scholarship, sure. I mean, you kind of, it's all downhill, right? Um, oh. <laughs> but because the scholarship is such a huge gift to people yes. and we've talked about it before and I, and I don't want to, you know, keep bringing up the same subject. We don't want new material or whatever, but the reality of it is, is we all the board, especially feel very strongly about the positive benefits of someone being able to go to the convention. Right. You know, know, and personally, I didn't know anything about like even the network itself. When I first became an at-home dad and got on to like a local dad's group that's affiliated with it, I didn't realize that that scholarship was even a thing. So I thought to myself, well, how can I help improve upon that? And I probably would have tried out for the scholarship at the time because we were in a fixed income military and it was just going to be tough for me to make Mm -hmm. home dad con. And I hadn't even heard of home dad con. So I'm kind of going, the two things I want to work on is how can I spread the word about it? And also how can I encourage guys to go ahead and apply for it? Even like, well, you know, I'm not maybe embarrassed by it. Don't be, don't be, we we, we love to have those guys. Mm -hmm. Don't ever feel embarrassed by applying for that scholarship. Well worth it. Definitely. And we've had guys that are just almost there. They can almost do it. They budgeted and like something happened and you, and you, you right. some emergency, you blew a tire. I mean, the smallest thing can just derail it you financially. a lot of money. You know, right, money. right. Right. When you have kids, everything is exponential. So right. you have somebody that's like, well, I, 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 we had it. Everything was almost there. And I, you know, I'm just going to fall a little short. Ask. Thing says you have to apply for every single thing that the scholarship. Right. You don't have to try for room, board, travel, and flights and everything. You can apply for one thing. If you can cover another thing, that gets you that much closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really definitely. does. Yeah, I, I, I really, I got to say that uh, I feel like your involvement um, with the uh, 2019 um, Today Show feature really was a, also a huge help into spotlighting the convention and the scholarship as well. And that was, I think for a lot of people, they probably didn't know who you were, um, which I, you know, well, helps with helps with getting votes for the board uh, in 2020. <laughs> for you. A little bit of the reason why I ran, I won't lie. <laughs> but still though, like, that, yeah. that was a that was a pretty fun uh, thing to uh, to to experience and, and see. Uh, what was that like to have a a a, sh- a camera crew from New York come in to to basically video a day with you and the kids? Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I wasn't too nervous. I know you guys. I wasn't nervous about coming on tonight, but I wanted to make sure I had everything squared away. I was nervous for that. I mean, oh, yeah. I had text <laughs> communication with the producer and. All of a sudden, we're flying in from New York. We're staying here tonight. I'm like, they're they're in town. They came to Midland, South Dakota, and they're in town. They're coming over. This is real. It's rainy, but they're coming over. This is real. And so then all of a sudden, I woke up the next morning. My wife had to go off to work, and she had let them know that she'd be just a shade bit late. And they were actually kind of early, so it didn't even bother them at work. And next thing you know, I see a truck pull up, and I'm like going, yeah, this is real. <laughs> Getting their equipment out. They got the NBC bags. I'm going, man wow that is this this is for real and so it was just but then they introduced themselves they made it real comfortable and you know anytime you made a little mistake on the camera or something all right say that over again okay good we're good so they made it look a lot better than i am i i stumble <laughs> i stutter and stumble all over but no it, it was a lot of fun and i'm glad that they got a chance to to come see what the life is like for for an at-home parent it's really nice mm-hmm. yeah and and you've been also like you said, you've been running the local Sioux Falls uh, dads group uh, for a few years now, too. So 
Got you a little bit of notoriety on TV as well there locally. That's kind of, yeah, locally it got me some some notoriety and a, a few uh my, I had some family members that were trying to help out with that a little too much, uh contacting the media and stuff like that. But no, it was a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to meet a lot of dads that I still talk to. Unfortunately, uh, my kids are all full-time school. So I've been begging and pleading with some guys to take it over and they had, they have it, but they're all busy too. And I think yeah. COVID took a real big hit on a lot of people and they just kind of, are still still hesitant to get out and about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember meeting you in Orlando. That was my first yeah. convention. And uh mine too. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was asked to present a breakout about, you know, you know, running growing a dad's group, that kind of thing. And I remember you and a bunch of other guys sitting in there and just shooting questions off to me. And we had a great conversation. And then, you know, like your group and uh I think Kyle Denny and there was a couple other guys like their groups really just like took off uh, from that. And uh, that, that to me, like that talk, I, you know, it was fun to do it the first year. And then the next year when we went up to Minneapolis, like you and I both got to do it together. Um, But it's just one of those things where it's like, we always have guys who are asking like, how do I, how do I get a group started? What do I got to do kind of deal? And you know, it's like, just start going to the libraries and slapping, po- you know, slapping little like yeah. papers mm-hmm. up on the bulletin boards and you, being like, Hey, like you who can wants to hang out with some of our dads? <laughs> get online and order some business cards and hand them out. And oops, I'd left a few at the park. Well, pretty soon those people, I've had a couple guys say, yeah, I saw you left a business card at a park. Room. Good. You yep. got to hold it or your wife got to hold it or your wife's friend got to hold of it and knew who you were. So that's how it spreads. You just got to get yeah. the word of mouth out there. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, so like you say, you got, you know, you three kids, right? Yes, sir. And then, and then of course, you know, the occasional in and out kids and, uh, for fostering. So that, that keeps yep. you on your toes. Yeah. Um, I want to yes. talk about that for sure. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Danny. Well, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know that much about it other than I think it's awesome, but I know that Charlie, that you have foster kids, um, on a regular basis. And I'd like to know how you got into that and also what that means in your day-to-day life, because you have three and that's a lot. And I will say anybody that has three kids, it is, you're right at the teeter point between to, to be a big family, you know, at four, you're a big family. Now all of a sudden the dynamics change, everything's different. And so you bringing in even just one extra child uh, just to foster them for a while or for any period of time is really expanding the amount of work that you're doing. And I, like I said, I'd love to know how you got into it and then what that means to you, like day to day, week to week for your life. Well, it, it started, my wife went back for a, a reunion in her hometown, uh, her high school reunion. And one of her friends there had, they had uh, started to do foster parenting and some respite care, like what we do. And um, as they just kind of kept doing it, they started having a family of their own. And they just kind of kept doing it and just decided it works for them. And so she wanted to try it out. Uh, we don't know how long we'll do it. We're, we're just giving, we're, we're being successful after our first year of doing it. And um, she just, it was, it was kind of her baby. I'll give her the credit for it. And we just started doing classes and it was during COVID still. So a lot of it was online classes. And so um, pretty soon we were able to take them in and we wanted to try respite care, which is respite care is when you have a foster child in into a house, not permanently, but on a, on a long-term basis. And then something comes up where either, the family's going on vacation or something else has come up where they can't take care of them for an X period of time. And so then you just, you get a phone call and they'll go down the list. You have stipulations you want to meet. For us, uh, I won't lie and say we haven't bent a little bit on our stipulations here a little bit, but uh, we want them between the ages of our youngest and our oldest. 
And uh, the first go around, we had a couple kids that were younger, but they were pretty easy and good, good kids and all that. Now we have a kid that's the exact same age as my son. So it's right at the top point of that. But we wanted to have it where, you know, what do we have for supplies in, in the house? So I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're ready for a teenager. We got rid of our our, our changing table and everything. Right. So we don't have anywhere to change diapers. So we just said that's, and I I don't want to change diapers anymore, but if it needed to be done, I could do it. I'll right. put it that way. Yeah. But we don't have the supplies for that anymore. We gave mm-hmm. that away to another family that, that needed it. And so we have kind of an age range of our youngest to our oldest, and we can kind of take care of it in there. Now, the stipulation is, like you said, Danny, it is four kids, four boys between the ages of five and 11. That is a lot of work at night. And even when you're trying to get showers and everything to get bathed and go to bed, so my wife and I had another stipulation, which is she cannot be on call on those days because it becomes too much of a stressor at night. And some of the kids are trying to get away with some stuff at night, just, you know, staying up a little too late or going and grabbing popcorn when I'm giving a bath to somebody else. And mm-hmm. that's fine. <laughs> Ask first. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> so we you have to make stipulations. You have to really try to try to maintain those uh, those, those rules. And then, you you know, you're, you have to have a supportive family. And my kids love it. But uh, oh, that's so it, it, yeah, it is nice. And so that's that's kind of how it has worked really well. But um, like I said, we get to you have to learn how to say no. And that can be tough for time when you hear a situation. And I'm sorry, it won't work. We don't mm-hmm. we cannot make that happen. And there's there are other families that will help out. But like I said, right now we have one. He's been here for about five days and we're hoping that he'll be able to reunite with family fairly soon. That's awesome. And I think the, the the main point that I hear, and it really reaches to any parent, is know your limitations. You have to know how to say no. Yes, exactly. Healthy boundaries. Just right. It doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you're neglectful. It just means, no, this is as far as I go. Um, and like you said, you're willing to change diapers. You know how to change diapers, but you don't want to spend your time changing diapers again. And I... I respect that, sir, because I tell you, I'm the same way. I, I, you know, we you do it like if your relatives have a baby or something, yeah. and I'm sure when I have grandkids, I absolutely will change their diapers. I'm not against it, but I don't want to be in the trenches all day, every day, four right. or five diapers a day, whatever it is, having to do it. But also understanding that you don't have those supplies, you know, because yeah. if someone came to my house, I mean, I could, oh, well, excuse me, I'm going to go. I don't even have wipes for a baby. I don't have anything, you know. Um, and trying to go from that, all my kids are in school, everything's going this way. This is where all my kids are going, dealing with what an 11 year old needs, which sounds like an easier thing than an yeah. infant, but has its own challenges, right? We wanted self-sufficiency when it came to having kids. We want kids that can kind of handle themselves a little mm-hmm. bit more since our kids are getting to that age where they can handle themselves a little bit more and, and wrestling with the, with the four different kids right now, we've had up to five, uh, five kids total. Yeah. my three so there are challenges it gets very busy very fast and that's why i told my wife i really want to make sure that when you're on call it's going to be something where i can handle the number that we have but i don't want to have the whole mm-hmm. bunch of them and saying all right see you see you tomorrow morning i'm like wait what right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very smart because you're you're working within your means to yes. to, ser- to mm-hmm. serve uh these kids it, it's and- not it's not supposed to be stressful it's supposed to be helpful and i don't want it to be stressful mm-hmm. that's great and having that conversation, which I think we come back to a lot because uh, like for me personally, I hate saying no, anything you want. Yes, I, I will be there. I will try it. I will do it. And I don't have the energy to do that. I don't have the time to do that. I've got other kids, my own kids I'm taking care of or whatever it might be that's keeping you you restricted. But being able to have that communication with your partner 
is fantastic mm-hmm. because I mean, you said this is kind of her baby and I it have is, to yeah. imagine this is a passion thing. You know, this isn't a, I need to take care of children because no one else is, but it's, I want to take care of these kids. These kids need somebody and I want to be that person. And so then being able to make that a reasonable amount of time and effort that's not going to take away from your own kids or from the dynamic that you and your wife have. That's awesome. I love it that you guys have that level of communication. I appreciate it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's one thing I've learned in marriage is that when you, when you get early on, I want to make you happy. It's like some point in time, I like what you said, Danny, self-care. You can't, if the, you're in an airplane that might actually mask come down. What do you do? You try to put it on everybody else. Pretty soon you're running out of air, right? Put yours on first and then I can help you out. And subsequently, and so that's kind of what it is. It's a self-care factor. Mm-hmm. I don't stretch yourself too thin. And I know I've done that in the past three years of school. I've been on a couple of boards at school, including Cub Scouts and PTA and on the board network and doing this. And then it's like, at some point yeah. then you got to stop and breathe. And so it's got a couple of things had to go. I had to make compromises and uh, she was supportive of that. And that's what helped the most. It's fantastic. It's a real, <laughs> that's a good partnership. Yeah. yeah. You So you said you have uh, all of your kids are in school full time. So yes. kind of made that transition. You mentioned something about uh, doing some stuff with the school. What's What has that looked like for you as you've transitioned into all the kids being gone during the day? <laughs> well, I tell you what, and that's another thing is the self-care. Is I, like, I enjoy just, I, I force myself to go get a good workout for like even an hour if I'm walking on a treadmill for an hour. And then um, for, for me, it's been uh, volunteering at the school. For you have sometimes these science projects or art projects or driving them for a school trip to downtown to the museum. And so for me in particular, it's been uh, lunch service. They have a real struggle with lunch service and it's not mindless work. You got to be organized, but it's something, it's a lot of hands work and you got to be moving and they just need the help. They only have uh, a couple of people working there plus volunteers. You got to clean up dishes, sweep floors and all that stuff. So it can be kind of a a task, but at the same time, I got to go see where my kids are. I got to go talk to them a little bit. Mm -hmm. They get to see dad at school, which is still still pretty cool to them, which isn't going to (laughs) happen forever. So I want to be careful that I don't overstretch my balance. My, my five, my fifth grader said, dad, you don't have to come over and give me a high five anymore. Point taken. (laughs) Yep. My kindergarten says, dad, you're, I want to high five every single day. I'll come over and talk to you. No problem. So I got the, the, all three of them at the same school. So I gotta, I gotta juggle the two and just kind of get the one up. Mm-hmm. How you doing, buddy? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. nod real quick. And so, yeah, you, I mean, are you standing there by the lunch ladies doing a little Adam Sandler lunch lady lane? Like, here's oh, some sloppy joes. They're extra sloppy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of weirding my kids out when I do uh-huh. that. At the same time, that'd be so much fun to do. So I, I've been yeah. doing a couple of zingers, you know, a little dad joke here and there. And I've been wearing some of my, you know, dad joke shirts and stuff like that. And so that's been kind of the fun part about that is, yeah. So I'm not embarrassing them yet. I said, ah, oh, well, I got work to do then. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll get way easier, I'm sure. Right. Like you know, oh, an eleven yeah. year old, he's already at a point like, uh, yeah, don't, don't, it, we're fine. I, I love you, yes, but let's not talk about it at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it go, oh, man. But you, so you mentioned self care and some things that you're doing. What would you say is your uh, favorite thing uh, for self care to to do? I, I do think it is just getting out and exercising. And just just going to the gym and just just you know working out a little bit, getting those muscles going, and just you know making sure that I'm I'm just staying healthy in every way I can, and you know not getting any younger. Make sure I'm doing a little bit of stretching and all that stuff. And next thing you know, you come out of the gym, you're like sore. Going, I was just stretching basically, but yeah. But uh, <laughs> during the summertime, I I went on a. My wife actually gave me probably the first day I've had in a decade of alone time to myself 
Nice. Um, she, yeah, she went out to visit her D- her sister out in the D.C. area, and uh, the grandparents all wanted the kids for the weekend. It was a wide open weekend. I went, can I really do do this? Is this a good idea? Is this bad parenting? And I'm sitting there going, you know, I have not had this in over a decade. Mm-hmm. So of course I watched a scary movie that night that my wife won't yes. watch. I'm like, yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, there you go. I I kid you not. I'm like, I might stay up all night. I'm in bed by 10 o'clock, sound asleep, just going, I get to wake up and go for a bike ride in the morning. Mm-hmm. The entire bike trails around town, went out to a little cafe and had lunch by myself outside. And just like, excellent. I can breathe. And then I got another night to do it. So it was actually a sequel of scary movies. So there you go. I could watch the second one, scary movie. Sweet. And Sweet. Just sat around the fire pit, relaxed a little bit and enjoyed the weather. And then, you know, went to bed again. And I just, I felt a, a, a weird amount of relief. It's just like, I could do this more often. I should. I should do this more often. You should. You know, try it one, but like once a year. Just have a full weekend where she goes I, off somewhere, get the kids off, and I can just you know get out, get out for a while. Yeah, I think a year is too long, man. Just gonna say, we'll I don't do it either. I don't do it either. So I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going good standing here. Ten years is definitely too long. You know that. But- I yeah. Yeah, it, and it's so funny because, like you said, you don't feel comfortable doing it. You're like, wait, wait. Oh, so you're hard. all going to be okay. You've got him. You've got, oh, and we're all, and I'm just going to be here by myself. And you, it's been so long since you've experienced you, that. You know, you feel like you're you, doing something wrong. You're doing a disservice mm-hmm. to your family as a yes. stay at home dad. You're supposed to be there all moments in time. But the grandparents reached out and helped. My wife's like, I'm going off to see my sister. This is great for me. I love this. When kids love their grandparents. I'm going, what am I worried about? Said, right. So let's just do this. Let's just try to relax. And the first night was okay. A little didn't sleep as well as I'd hoped I would, just because I'm worried. The next night, I'm like, right. nah, kids, they're good. They're good. They're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're fine. He's, they're totally the, fine. The grandparents have done this all before. That's what I tell yeah. myself is they've done and it they before. Spoil and they spoil them rotten and let them stay up too late. <laughs> right. Not and my that's problem fine. at that, that point, right? <laughs> well, and for that's me, great. like, and for me, when I hear that, I, I. I keep thinking back to this idea that a few other dads had that live kind of all in the same regional area. And it was this like, like, let's find like a, a cabin or something and just see who all can make it to like that location for like a Friday night, Saturday, leave Sunday morning kind of deal just to like hang out, you know, just whatever. Like we don't have, like we'll buy all the, we'll buy all the alcohol there when we get there kind of deal, bring your own cigars that you want kind of thing. And we'll, you Mm -hmm. know, just, just nice. a, a nice time and i'm like man i really want to i really want to do that i was like i keep looking at different places and uh to me i'm like all right like we could do like des moines iowa or something like that like something someplace that's sort of obscure but you know you're gonna find that cabin and you know on the lake kind of deal and and be able to do that um but yeah Maybe that whole dad con exactly and any home back we don't have to talk with no breakouts just yeah no it's yeah the the breakout is is that you break out (laughs) break out the beer break out the case of beer yeah that's what you're breaking (laughs) out for sure absolutely i always come back to this all the world's problems can be solved around a campfire amen just saying you sit around the campfire with your friends with your brothers your family and it just it just something about it it just wears down the boundaries between you and you start talking about the things that really matter and you really reach that point where you're suddenly everyone's wise as solomon you know it's just amazing it's a great icebreaker just to sit around a fire and just chill out with a beer it just Mm -hmm. it's so relaxing and just like ah take all the world's 
stress is off my shoulders. What do we talk about? You know, that's, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I think even just from the standpoint of just getting together with other men and having conversations, it doesn't have to even involve smoking or drinking because there are quite a few people who don't do either of those things and that's completely fine. But just the ability to get around others and have just conversations about things that you're like, I don't know that I'd be able to get a talk to any other dad about this. And here's the opportunity. And you just see them like unleash all of this weight and they Mm -hmm. walk away going, wow, like that was an experience. (laughs) I contacted the three main guys that used that used to hang out. They all have grown kids now too. And we went out for breakfast this past week and they're like, I have not done this in so long. I said, let's do it again. I got a poker table in the basement. Just come on over. We'll play some cards. And they're all like, yeah, we haven't done that in like years. <laughs> Since college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do this. And so I, I've got to set up a schedule and see if we can get those guys over sometime and just sit down and play some cards and just relax and chat and bond for a little while. Mm-hmm. Bond with other dads. It's great. Definitely. So I'm seeing a, tr- a trend or a thread here between one to the other where if it's a dad's group or it's just a gathering with dads, just hanging out with your old friends, the main thing is to ask, to have that offering of, Hey, I'm going to be here at the playground at nine o'clock every Tuesday or whatever. And it's, you know, Mm -hmm. right, right after before story time at the library. And I'm going to be here, be here with my kids. You come by if you want to, but consistently being there, but first asking, just put in, Hey, uh, why don't you guys come over on Saturday and we'll just shoot some pool or whatever. So yeah. the stepping out, if you need that, if you don't have that men's group, if you don't have that mentor, ask, put yourself out there a little bit and see what you can, you can build. Right. So. Use communication with my wife. I mean, I, there's, there's at home dads that, that her coworkers have. And mm-hmm. I didn't know this until like six months ago, because whether they're old enough to retire or they just moved here or whatever what it was, it's like, well, shoot, let me hook you up. I know some yeah. people. And right. Next right. Week, you know, they're right. going out into the park. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely, man. And so like with all of those things going on, um, I was curious, like, you know, kind of just to backtrack a little bit for you joining the board. What was it about joining the board that like reeled you in? Because like sometimes people get asked, they're like, mm, I don't know about that. Or, you know, like in Matt Strain's situation, he was like, I, you know, I'll be good at this point. Like then I'm open to it. But then he felt compelled to like jump in a, a year earlier. So what was it for you that basically like you're like, I'm going to go for this, especially like you said, 2020. So that is an odd was an odd time in itself as well. What was that? What was it for you? You know, like you said earlier, that having a little bit of name recognition from that article is one of those things where I kind of went, OK, if I'm going to do it now is the time. I really kind of wouldn't mind seeing what's going on behind the scenes. Is there a way I can help? I didn't even know how I could help. And then I said, well, coming the next year, I'm going to have three kids and three full-time sports. But right now I only have two and I do have the support of my wife with this. So I kind of thought if there's any ever going to be a time that I do run for this, it's going to be now. Otherwise I'm going to be getting more involved in things. If I want to run later on, it's going to be like, gosh, I got a ba- two basketball games this week and I've got hockey going on Thursday night for sports. I got the you know the jungle ninja warrior place or whatever they call that it's going to be i'm not going to have the time and so if i Mm -hmm. want to explore this option now is the time if i get on great if i don't i won't have any hard feelings about it and so it just it kind of just felt like the right time and i've always been kind of curious about the the behind the scenes stuff 
And for everything the National At Home Dad Network did for me and my group here, I just kind of thought, well, I kind of feel maybe a little obligated to at least try and see if I can help. Nice. I like that. Definitely. Um, Moving forward into some of the other questions that we had sent to you. You, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned when you got some free time, you got to watch some scary movies. Uh, <laughs> what what would be um, your favorite uh, movie? Favorite movie? I it was just on this past week, and I told my wife I love that movie. I can watch it every time. It's uh, The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Oh, hmm. that's a good one, man. I haven't seen that one. In a hot I just minute. I I just I every time I turn it on, I just I know the story. I know how it ends, but it's just it intrigues me every time. That is a good one. I, I think I wouldn't sell that in the theater if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I can't but remember. You, I might have to. Are you are you a scary movie fan too? Because you mentioned that's what yeah. you kind of went to. Yeah. You know, I just did that because I really hadn't seen a scary movie in forever because mm-hmm. my wife just yeah. won't won't watch them. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't mind seeing what this one. Yeah. They weren't necessarily good scary movies. They were just <laughs> scary yeah, movies just, in general. I was going to say like, <laughs> well, I imagine people are probably <laughs> listening going like, what did you see? What did what did he watch? What, what <laughs> movie? Kind of, what is going on over there? Yeah. No. Well, uh, what was it that you uh, that you watched? That was what was that scary movie? Do you remember? Yeah, I, no, I don't. It's one of those really bad movies that was on like the free yeah. Netflix two like a year ago. Where I'm going, this looks terrible. I'm gonna watch it. I don't oh, know why. Like, like Santa Claus versus the Aliens or something like that. Like or like it's like Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. It was that bad of a movie, and oh, I know geez. they had two of them, so I knew it was really. It had bad to be really somebody. bad. Yeah, it was a, a sequel. Cult. Classic, yeah. Crumpus and Crumpus Two, right? Yeah, Leprechaun, Leprechaun Two. The things you can do when your kids are (laughs) out and your spouse is out, because Marnie and I don't. We a lot of times we do watch the same things, but there's definitely movies that she likes that I watch with her just because I love her, and there are movies that I like that she just refuses to watch because she doesn't love me that much. Um, (laughs) Idiocracy is an example. Yeah. It's it it's just a stupid movie, but I love it. I would love it's to watch that movie. movie, and she refuses. There's no, there's no, you know, it it can't happen. There's no amount of 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 cajoling or begging or <laughs> or you know communication, and even that'll bring that that to happen because she just has you know a limit. And I and again, I respect that, but it's always better for me because when the kids, especially during the day now, because every once in a while I'll plan a day. To like, okay, so it's the kids are all in school. As long as nobody's sick, Marnie's not in the house. She'll be in her office. I'm going to watch blah, 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 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, movies that are, because I love, personally, I love violent movies. And yeah. I just really, she doesn't like violence. She doesn't like a lot of gore. Um, and I have no problem watching like a war movie and people are getting blown into pieces. You know, like it's a movie. It's not really happening. It's not, nobody got hurt. No animals or yeah. people were harmed in the production of this, you know. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, so you find that time for yourself. And again, it's a weird form of self-care. But it is self care. Mm-hmm. It's taking it's, it's, time I, for yourself. It's great. Yeah, right, that's one of the right. things I like about having a Roku because a lot of times I'll throw mm-hmm. my Bluetooth earbuds in, and then that way, like she can't hear any of it, and it's I'm just watching it. And then there's a few times where I know that she's like come walking, Corey's come walking in like to the living room, like what are you watching? And, like I didn't even hear her the first time she said it, and then like she right. gets into like my peripheral, and she's like looking at me, she's like what are you watching? I'm like pull my earbuds out, I'm like what? Yeah, <laughs> hang, hang hang on, honey, this is a good part. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. Like yeah. you always get yeah, watch it. You always get it. You'll love it. Watch it. You'll love it. Well, that's the thing. And she always comes in when it's like pause, like, oh. like really? Like, like you have impeccable timing, lady. Right. Right. There was a half hour of exposition and we're finally at the climax. And oh, yeah, okay, exactly. Let's just go over there. Yeah. Like that person that walks into the movie theater. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. Dang it. Or stands up at the wrong second. Get out of the way. Yeah. Breaks the breaks Down the ambiance completely. <laughs> down in front oh man um so w- with uh with having all the kids and and everything um you know like you said when they're when they're not around do you have a specific genre of music that you like to listen to or what what do you like to listen to in the car because like you know we had matt was like i like to listen to audiobooks and jhg you know blows all of our minds with like i like metal so hey, metal. Uh, <laughs> right. um, i'm a 90s kid I, I started junior high in the 90s and I was almost done with college in the 90s. So you could pretty much take the 90s song and I've listened to it. So I, as sad as it is to say, and I heard the last podcast, is it's oldies radio now. It is oldies. So, I know, right? Um, <laughs> it hurts man, so much. <laughs> it does. It hurts so badly. But like, I love the Matchbox 20. Um, oh, that's a Green Day. One. Green Day was a favorite of mine. Um, just all those in there are, they are just my formidable years of high school and college. And they just, yeah, I hear an old 90s song going on. I start singing it, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. this is a 30 year old song. Now, yeah. When you look at the XM, you're going, this is 92. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or you see the guys in the bands, you know, yeah. the performers, and you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and then don't think about this part. That's what you look like to them. You know, <laughs> yes. Yes. you've also aged and gotten a little puffy, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. So I saw somebody the other day wearing a, a Green Day sweatshirt and it was the Dookie uh, album like on the front nice. of it. And I wanted to be like, oh, I love that album. But then I like look at the person and I was like, if I say that, like they're just going to be like, what? And I, I know that like they're not even going to be able to like they they solely bought the sweatshirt because it is a very cool design. And I was like, yeah. they probably don't know any of the yeah. songs. So. Right. Then you're like some creepy old guy coming to like, yeah. oh, that shirt, man. Right. Exactly. Like, I was their like, concert I- in 94. <laughs> 94, sir. Oh, I was oh, like, I'm not going to be there. Man. In the last century. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're from you the 1900s. Mean. Oh, right. You're from the 1900s. Oh, you're killing me. That's like anytime anybody's like, can I? They card you, and you give them the card. And be like, see the one. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. I'm good. You're good. Yeah. Right. No problem. Or they stop carding you. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had that happen yet, Danny. Oh, yeah. I get the I, I get the I get the beard going. It's nice and gray. I got no hair up there. I don't get carded. <laughs> I gotta shave all this crap off. November's done. I gotta get rid of it because I'm, I'm surprised like, you still got it, so man. It's it's it. <laughs> That's self care for you. You need to. It's send my kids, an man. <laughs> it's my kids. It's every morning. There's some reason because I I set aside time in the morning to do all these things, but it's on the caveat that my kids get themselves, you know, out the door that they are out and going. But like today, Lizzie was sick, and yesterday or Friday, I should say, somebody else. Was, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> Right. Weekends don't work, and and I have to say this is a lot. It doesn't look like a lot. There's a lot to shave off here. There's there's it'll it'll take probably forty five minutes to get the the mohawk back and all everything, and I just can't commit the time. So <laughs> just it's ridiculous. It's I'm ridiculous. Jealous. Well, you know, it's mostly bald spots. 
<laughs> and they're all just coming Mine's together. All bad spots, it's so it's, it's like a, a reverse Pangea. It's like just a lot of spots, and they're just slowly converging to the middle of my head. So that's why I keep the mohawk because I'm like, I am young. I swear, I have hair. No, oh, that's not the reason. <laughs> I say, I, I say, uh, Charlie can't really speak to that. Like he's uh, he's got the, the uh, completely bald head, so it's all good. I'd take a big pink afro right now if you gave it to me. I would. <laughs> so I'd stay there. I, I would take it. I wouldn't touch it. I walk around town going, "I'm proud of this thing," because I mm-hmm. haven't seen hair in 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Early. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. you have a nicely shaped head. You've got that going for you. You're not all, I'm, you know, like... shaped head, but the double chin you could just you know, <laughs> pull that back a little bit. It'd be all right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, so uh, back to the 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 questions that we sent you. Um, I'm curious. Did you have a? Do you have a favorite vacation that you've gone on with your your family? We just before is actually just after the NBC article happened. We were leaving the airport the night for the airport the next day, and uh, we went to Niagara Falls and to Toronto with oh. the kids. We flew into Buffalo, New York, stayed at Niagara Falls for the night. We did the whole shopping, got in the the ferry, got right by the falls. And it was just it scared the heck out of my youngest. But I, I I don't know why it was just enjoyable to me. But you're like, this is Niagara Falls. Oh, my gosh. This is mm-hmm. huge. And then uh, we went to they had it's a kind of a tourist trap up there. And we went on the Canadian side. So you can actually see the falls from a hotel room. And every night at 10 o'clock, Ooh. they did fireworks. And so we got to see the fireworks over Niagara Falls every night. My kids are just glued to the windows. Loved every minute. Of it. To me, my wife and I were just like, got a little glass of wine. And just watch the kids. And they got to let them stay up late. Whatever. Yeah. This is a once in a lifetime experience. Then we got to oh, go yeah. to Toronto the next day and uh, got to go up the sphere and the stratosphere and then got to go to the, the aquarium. And just it's all these details that happened and just within a four or five day period. And it just it was just so memorable. And they, we had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it, it would, that was a great, great trip. And then COVID yeah. came months later and we said we might not be able to do this for a while. I'm glad we did it. I really am. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Corey and I went to, uh, did that, went to Niagara and Toronto for our 10 year anniversary. And uh, nice. yeah. it was a lot of fun. we zip lined actually like towards the falls. That was cool. Wow. So, but it is a tourist trap. You're not kidding. Like, it, um, yeah, it we, is. I mean, we, we've been to Gatlinburg and it felt very much like Gatlinburg of the North <laughs> in a lot of ways, like very much the same shops. You know, you had all the like Ripley's believe it or not. And like yep. all these other like, of, yeah. weird shops on top of that. <laughs> The upside down house, you walk inside of it and you feel like you're in an upside down house, stuff like that. I'm going, okay, this is kind of all right. Yeah. Two is trap. We're good. Kids <laughs> loved it. We're good. Now, We're good. Now, now, I will say that. Was there fudge? Uh, yes. Was there fudge? Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. definitely fudge. There's there. always fudge. <laughs> Which, and, yeah. it, well, in Georgia, it's the same. There's a place called Helen and it's a Scandinavian village, basically. And they have all of the, the and, and guarantee as soon as you get out of your car, walk into the village and you will smell fudge. <laughs> and it was the, we went as I, maybe once or twice as a kid and definitely, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, I'd go. And then I went back within the last five years and I went, yeah, there's a smell. It's fudge. All right. I know exactly where I'm at. It's a tourist trap. Cause why yep. would, I guess fudge is the thing. Fudge is the so, thing. Yep. It's, it's everywhere. Good. The thing with us when we were up there though, which was really cool was, um, since it was just the two of us, you know, we kind of had the ability to venture wherever and mm-hmm. being someone who really enjoys like history and like older things like that, I found, um, a printing press up there and it actually, oh, wow. 
we went there and did a tour and found out that it was actually the first uh, printing press in Canada that printed a newspaper. Um, and it very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. neat. All typeset and everything like that. Did they actually run the presses at all for you or anything? They did. Yeah, they ran the presses. Cool. Um, and That's then cool. it was really cool. At the end, um, they they ran a, a sheet for each person and they ask you a few different questions, who you are, that kind of stuff. So you, they put your name and things in there and they put the date in there and then they run it, you know, ink and all and bring it to you, give it to you. And it's a freaking indentured, indentured servant contract for like a five year sign up to work wow. at the, at the press. <laughs> like surprise, wasn't it? Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> but but I mean, they don't tell you that. You're just like, you know, the, the guy who's there is like super slick about it when he like does it for the first person. I mean, it was funny. They have so like we a actually, hidden camera where they show you your face when you saw that. I wish they did because my eyeballs got huge. I was like, what? Like, I was going to say. It was yeesh. it was funny. But we, but we went on our uh, we went on our actual anniversary of our wedding. So it's kind of funny because like it has our wedding anniversary slapped on this intention service oh, no. like contract too. Hmm. <laughs> Oddly specific. Oddly. Right. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't when get into up Cause I'm on, I'm on 19 years. When does it run out? <laughs> that, that contract uh, came up uh, this year cause we, uh, we did 15 years. So <laughs> sorry, babe. Got to renegotiate. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> It's like it's yes. time. <laughs> yes. So, but there's also, yeah, Toronto's got a lot of cool wineries and stuff. We, we, you know, on the way up there. And then we also uh, uh, spent time on a, on a sailboat actually um, out in Lake Superior, which was really cool. I'd say I, the one thing we loved about Toronto was this, the stratosphere. You go all the way to the top and you looks like you're looking at New York city. Oh you yeah. Can go over this side and you can see like, Boats, you can see private houses, you can see these yachts. I'm going, whoa, you can see for a long ways out up here. And it just, that's what my kids, I, I have a picture of my, uh, I think it's my middle guy, just glued to the to the window and me just holding him there. And he just couldn't believe how high he was. And mm -hmm. the sight you can see out there, and it was, it was really neat. That's the best yeah. part, I think, was the highlight, was just seeing my kids just staring off just yeah. as far as I can see. I yeah. highly recommend go to Toronto, just see it, or, or go to Niagara Falls, just see it, don't stay, and then drive to Toronto and spend the rest of your time there because it's <laughs> it's it's worth it to go up there. So yeah, I, I, funny story about going up to Toronto, Brock. We actually went to a Perkins the night of the thing, and I wanted to go downtown Toronto or downtown Niagara Falls to actually get some Cuban cigars, which they try to sell you for cheap in the tourist part. Went downtown, I got a spot where they had some. I got my max limit I could bring over the border, and then uh, <laughs> we drove up to toronto and about oh i'd say three quarters of the way there uh i didn't realize how much chocolate milk my son had had Ooh. uh Ooh. yeah rental car Ooh. it came out it came out he had those two full glasses that they gave you now keep in mind he's five when this happens oh boy so here i am crawling in the back trying to clean up a bunch of chocolate milk puke <laughs> and needless to awesome. say we did not get a deposit back on that car <laughs> oh it was awful so that was one of the, the i just remember and, that drive going what did i like about all oh, that's what i did like, right, and right. milk vomit is the worst oh yeah it is because the vomit smell but oh. then the milk will curdle and it's yes. just like it's just yeah I, 
I'm cringing to remembering that coming out of his mouth. Oh. Sorry, anybody out there that's vomiting in their mouth right <laughs> I now. I apologize say, yeah. for bringing that up. Sorry about that. Sorry. It's, uh... it's, one of those, it's another one of those unique parts of the story. That's what I, it is. Hey, if, if you're a dad, it's either poop or, or puke, I feel like. <laughs> so you're talking yeah, about. It is. Yeah. Or both. Yeah, exactly. Or both. Right. Yeah. Especially you have a strong stomach. Especially this time of year. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> flu season. Ugh. Oh, everyone's on sick it seems like yeah yeah that's that's what we've been dealing with with my youngest for the past couple of days so fun times there for sure blast well hey before we let you go because we are coming up to that time uh did you bring a dad joke with you or two i did um so um why was han solo so upset when he's eating his steak dinner (laughs) why It, it was chewy (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow that's a good one <laughs> yes well done sir <laughs> oh man <laughs> nice horrible but perfectly horrible i was yeah. gonna say what, what can i say that's not r-rated but there's something i just gotta get i'm like oh what's the one i heard back one time about han solo said look oh. at like that's it i remember that that's a, that that's definitely a really fits good the bill. One. That that's the bill. Well done, Bravo. That was a good one. <laughs> we'll be telling it to my children tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's time sure. to go to bed. You don't get a story. You get a joke. Ready? They're not ready. My son, every day that he walks into school, walks up to the gym teacher and tells him a joke. <laughs> I found this out because the gym teacher told me about it. He was like, he was like, Hezekiah tells me a joke every single day. <laughs> and then he is goes, that a different joke? It is because he okay, has, okay. because he okay, has, uh, he has one of my joke books from when I was a kid that I bought at like one of the uh, book fairs, and uh, and so he keeps it in his backpack and he like pulls it out like before he goes in and gets a joke and then reads it and then says it to him. So he's quite methodical about it. <laughs> so but I'll have to tell him this one. Day. It is part of his day. And the <laughs> yeah. gym teacher loves it. So he can't yeah. go wrong there. Yeah. Oh, you know, I would too. Yeah. You know, you oh, would absolutely. as any kid. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. if you it's a so, different You got joke. something to tell them that they don't already know. That's what you're excited about. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when you're somebody like that kid where he just he has something to always tell you. So <laughs> oh shoot. I don't know where he gets that. No idea. Not for me. Maybe it's from his mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, Corey. <sighs> I know. Gosh. Well, hey, Anyhow. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on tonight, man. It's been awesome getting to talk to you. Oh. Hopefully everybody got a chance to learn something new about you. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, guys. This was a good time. I mean, it worked out. It kind of gave me a little bit of free time to to move around a little bit, too. So that was there nice. You Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I guess if anything else, along with seeing you maybe uh, for a board meeting, uh, I guess we'll see you in person at the uh, board retreat in March. So Yes, yes. That'll yeah. be fun. I'm looking forward to it, man. Awesome. And yeah. everybody else, uh, we will talk to you all next week and we will have a another board member uh, guest to talk with then. So until then, have a good one. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.